This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I welcome you to the Warning Radio Program. My guest today, who is speaking to the staff of World Ministries International and their family, is Reverend Linda Liberty from Canada. The message, The War Horse. Let's begin. Well, I really appreciated the video presentation of Israel. I'm a friend of Israel. God sovereignly told me in 2006 to go to Israel. Had no desire, never wanted to. I couldn't see the point in going, but he had a different agenda, and it was to awaken me to his heart. And when I got to Israel, I found that Israel was the epicenter of the whole earth. And when you go there, there is an open heaven, an open heaven of heavenly flow and heavenly revelation that's available to you if you just reach up in the atmosphere and pull it down. And so I spent time in the 24-7 house of prayer. I also went to King of Kings. I made good friends with ICEJ. I worked strategically with Friends of Israel, and I worked strategically with Operation Mobilization. I know the Rawlings from Canada, and I know Merv and Merla from Canada, and whenever they're in Canada, I'm partnering with them. We do Shabbat, and we celebrate the feasts. So the last time I saw Merv and Merla, they were in their beautiful... He was dressed like a high priest in Israeli garb. And she was in the most magnificent regal gown and headdress. And we did Feast of Tabernacles. And you had to see the glory of what they wore. He even had the breastplate of the 12 stones of Israel on his chest. I was in Abbotsford at the time. I want to tell you, big inroads in my heart. And my heart for Israel keeps getting larger and larger. So praise the Lord. I love this house because this house is a friend of Israel. Well, yesterday we had some conversation about Canada. And I don't really want to talk about Canada today. I really don't because you can listen to the episode or whatever. But God is really doing something newly with me for Canada. I want to tell you that I, being apostolic, I get to travel and move in a lot of directions. I get to see where the body of Christ is weak and where it is built on faulty foundations, wrong doctrines. But I also get to see where the body of Christ is really shifting with God on God's agenda, where their hearts are open, where there's heavenly gifts operating and flowing, and they are really advancing the kingdom. So right now, I have to decide, you know, (laughs) where does God want me to be? And frankly, I don't want to waste my time on churches that don't want to change. Do you know what I mean? If the leadership is blocking it, I'm just going to walk away from it. But I do have a message for them, and I am cultivating that message in my heart, and I'm going to write a book. And it's going to be called Cry Canada. And why Canada needs a corporate repentance cry. But I also know that God is about to do something that is major. And it's going to happen in America as well as Canada. I had a wonderful time yesterday when I came back from Papa's house. (laughs) There was a horse in the field. Your horse probably, right? And you know, when I got up this morning, there he was again. I could hear him in the field. And so I said, Lord, what's the right message for today? And so I was thinking about horse, and I would like to talk about the horse right now. And strategically, a war horse. Because that's what the Lord tells me we are changing into. 
There is a move of God's spirit in the supernatural about to take place. It already is taking place in other regions, but it is coming here to sweep away the darkness. It is coming here to trample on scorpions and serpents in the Pacific Northwest. So God's spirit can move as he desires it to move. So I have been saying, God, what am I? And he says, well, you're kind of like the workhorse. <laughs> the workhorse. And the one, you know, who, who just gets tired and weary. Maybe you feel like a workhorse, tired and weary of doing the same old, the same old way and seeing little results. But God says, I'm going to shift things. I'm going to do a supernatural thing because my spirit is keeping on coming ever since it did on the day of Pentecost. And I want to tell you that God's breath on you is going to change up everything. There is an unction of God to be released in the earth greater than we have ever seen. And so I want to deposit courage to you today. I just want to shift your thinking just a little bit. So let's talk about the horse. All right. A war horse leads the charge. Amen. There's a battle front and there's a battle to win. But this war horse is trained, prepared, and ready to go. And he snorts. He snorts. He paws the ground. He paws the ground and snorts in the face of an enemy. And see, we need that in our spirit in today's world. We have atheism and pantheism and all kinds of faulty beliefs and ideologies that are everywhere present in the mindsets of people. But it's going to take a new strength, a new fire, and new fortitude in us to strategically confront those Goliaths in the land. Amen? Amen? All right. So they take the charge, they lead the charge, but they also are sent forward with messages, like the runners that go forward, the footmen that run to bring a message to the city. But there's riders on horses that run through the ranks over fields and lands with a message to bring. And so these horses are also trained to run. Okay. And they also are used in the supply lines. So we need war horses today. And so the strength of the horse must never outweigh the strength of the rider because they're powerful. They're muscular. They have drive. But they must come under the control and submission of the rider. They have to completely lose. They have to completely surrender. And so I want you to think of your own spiritual walk and a time when you may have been a wild horse. Okay? Wild horses are out there. No direction, whatever. There's a leader in the herd, but they're just out there. And there are all kinds of colors, all kinds of <laughs> shapes. And so when we come to faith in Christ, we're kind of like this wild horse. And I understand from history that it took about a hundred cavalry men to search and find a few horses. So they look over the herd in the pastures or the hills and they see and they identify that one, that one, that one would make a good war horse. But it took a hundred men to go into the fields, surround them to apprehend the very few. And so a wild horse lives in fear. He is startled and he runs right away. 
run. How many of you tried to outrun the Holy Spirit? <laughs> A lot of us, right? Okay, well, these cavalry men would eventually corral the horses. What is the horse's reaction? He goes into panic. He bucks. He kicks. He snorts. He wrestles. How many of you found yourself like that? <laughs> I know I have. Okay, but eventually they are corralled into a fence line. Okay, they're channeled in to uh, corral, and then there are boundaries. Hey, maybe you feel like you've got some boundaries around you. You know, some people say, oh, God won't let me do this, and won't let me do that, and won't let me do this, and won't let me do that. And, and you find when you start out in your Christian walk that you don't understand the wisdom of God. And so the writer actually has a master plan. And so now the process begins. And so when the wild horses come, one of the first things that you see is that they're malnourished. And so comes our feeding, right? And Isaiah 1, 19 says, If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. So the master's already got a plan. He's already got a design. And he sees the potential, but now he needs to train it. And so I ask you, what have we been feeding on? If we're feeding on the word of God, we're going to strengthen ourselves. Amen. But the corral is likened to the church. And so there's a difference between breaking a horse and training our spirit. So we need to get a new thinking. God is training us, not breaking us. Okay, so the taming of the horse, when he's corralled, this horse is not being punished. He is tamed to make right choices and is similar to the way that God changes us. Wrong responses of the horse bring pressure. If a trainer uses a whip, then the horse only learns fear. So the trainer, a wise trainer, doesn't use the whip at all. He uses a rope. Okay, it's different. You know in the word, you know, in the Bible, it talks about being stiff-necked, that the Israelites were stiff-necked. Well, the neck is very important. If you can control the neck, you can control the rest of the body. So the wise trainer throws a rope around the neck. Immediately the horse does. He struggles, he strains, he tries to get out from this restraint. And he learns that pressure brings affliction. But if he would just lower his neck, even just a little bit, he can subdue or lessen the pressure. So that's the first thing that a rider does. The second thing the rider does is he brings a cushion, a soft blanket, saddle blanket, and he lets the horse smell it. And then he tries to put it on him. He bucks. He squirms. He goes all through the actions all over again. But eventually he realizes that this cushion doesn't do him any harm at all. Then he takes the bucket and he brings him a bucket and he rattles it and he makes noise. And the cavalrymen will all surround him. Bang, 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 till he gets accustomed to the noise and realize the noises around him don't hurt him at all. They're there, but he's here. And so this training process goes on. 
And so we are in a battle. And John 17, Jesus fought the battle and won. He fought a battle and won for our salvation. And we have to come to the place where we say, not my will be done, Lord, but your will be done. We can fight and wrestle and fight and wrestle and fight and wrestle with God all we want. But he wants to subdue that strong-willed spirit. Not break us, but subdue it because he still has a master plan. And so war horses are singled out. The trainer uses the rope and he gets that rope around the head and he brings that horse into submission. And the horse digs in, backs up, his eyes flare, his nostrils flare. And so we can have emotional reactions when God is dealing with us. And maybe you sense that maybe God is dealing with you in some ways even right now. But eventually, a strong, powerful horse can actually, you know, take that rope and run. So what the trainer does, he wraps it five or six times around an immovable post. And no matter how much he fights, the pole wins out. Hallelujah. (laughs) Aren't you glad about that? And so eventually the horse will calm down. And eventually it goes through other processes. Hallelujah. And the trainer is so kind. He even throws sawdust on the ground to create a soft landing for the horse if he chooses to fall. Isn't our God good? He anticipates everything. So let's move on. A fire horse. A fire horse is trained to stand in a stall until an emergency. Think about that. Some of you in this room might feel like a fire horse today. Nothing's happening, but you know you're an intercessor. You know you're called to the place of prayer. You know you're called in a time when that bugle sounds and it's time to go into the battle. But a fire horse is a little different. He just waits and waits and waits. But I want to tell you, within 15 seconds, a rider can take the fire horse and the fire horse goes into action in 15 seconds. And the fire horse runs toward the fire. Some hides of horses are completely burned up as they stand next to a burning house. Fire horses know their duty and are absolutely committed to it. They're only used an emergency. When an attack comes, an intercessor goes to work. When they see relationships breaking apart, they pray, go to work, intercede. You don't want a trick pony or a fire horse when it's time to go to war. (laughs) Which brings us back to the war horse again. But all of these horses must be sensitive to cues, sensitive to cues of their trainer. And so there is going to be a new sensitivity in the Holy Spirit coming. Some of you are already experiencing it, but the measure of it is going to increase. And with it, you'll know how to move with God quickly in less than 15 seconds. Hallelujah. A horse never retires. It never retires. It may graduate from its training, but it never retires. You don't put an old horse out to graze. (laughs) You know, 
a war horse. It usually stays to the end. A young horse must be trained. A young horse must learn how to respond. It must be sensitive to its master's instructions. And so we can work with the Holy Spirit locally, or we could have a big global view, which some of us in this room have. Globally, God is preparing his people right now. God is calling war horses in Korea. God is calling war horses in every nation. Wherever the bride is, he's looking for war horses right now. And there is a move of God coming because the sounds of alarm are happening. Perfect storms are coming. Emergencies are coming. But he's gathering in the war horses right now and they're being trained for a new shift and a new battle coming. I work with Watchmen for the Nations, one of my multiple ministry alignments and associates. And I want to tell you what they're teaching me and what I'm learning with them. I know I'm a war horse. I know it. And I want to go <laughs> snort and paw the ground too over Canada and this region as we can. God is calling you. There are multiple wars going on right now. Multiple wars all over the globe. And we have to know where we fit in the scheme of things, whether small or great. So I ask you, how are we responding to the Holy Spirit right now? Are we freshly captured? Are we corralled in by boundaries? Are we still fighting and resisting? Are we being led into training now? Are we following verbal commands? Are we receiving a little pressure? Do we have any fear? The war horse laughs in the face of battle. When he's good to go, when he's ready to go, he, you know, it says, Lord laughs in the heavens over his enemies. But a war horse will not turn away in the face of a battle. And God is looking right now today to brand and mark some war horses. And I'll just end there. But I felt that in January of this year, I have been closeting myself in with the Lord in the secret place. And he's been downloading so much new revelation to me. It outweighs the last 40 years of my life and my walk. I want to tell you there is something coming. And God is looking for the ones who will say yes to him. And it may look like we're losing ground. And it may look like a lot of things to a lot of people. But I want to tell you, God has a strategic plan and a strike force coming. A strike force is coming. The SWAT teams of God are coming and the war horses are coming. And they're coming nevertheless. And they're going to contend. They're going to contend in this battle. And I believe the Goliaths are there in the land. No question. And God's people have been kind of like the army of Saul, cowering in the valley. But it takes a David, and here is a David among us, a General Patton, as it were, <laughs> who's looking in the face of the enemy and says, Who are you to mock my God? An unusual strategy. Unusual strategies are being released right now. Even as it was in Hezekiah's time when three armies came against him, and David's little tiny slingshot. Come on. But I want to tell you, God has his implements of war. He has strategies of war. 
that this world has not seen yet, and they are the hidden ones. But if you will go into the war room of heaven and talk to God, you will come out with strategy and battle plans you never knew. And he's inviting you today. He's inviting you to come in and access that. And it's available by the Spirit, by faith. And he's showing me so much. He's showing me so much, but he can do the same for you. And so, Father, I just want to pray over this house right now. Father, I thank you for this family of God and the mission and commission that has been faithfully served. But I want to bring courage to David. <laughs> I want to bring courage that the troops, the troops, even Saul's troops got behind David. And there are troops coming to stand behind you and say, we want to fight with you for our nation. We want to fight with you for our nation. And so I stand up, Pastor. I just have to lay hands on you first because you're the head here. Come close. I just, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he should be laying hands on me. But, but I just know there Thank is a you, new, Jesus. there Thank is a you, shift Jesus. coming, yeah. a shift coming to even your mindset, the Lord says, to believe that a nation will rally behind your ministry. Thank there you, is Jesus. coming warriors. There are coming intercessors. There are coming the work shall be multiplied. I'm calling forth the wild horses. I'm calling them, corralling them, preparing them, training them. Thank you. Lord. Who will learn to submit to the rider and will, at a little tiny pressure of the knees, will charge forward. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And the Lord says yes. a new era for the ministry is coming. A new era Thank is you, coming. Thank Hallelujah. You, Thank you, Jesus. Take it away and, and just be Thank laying you, hands Jesus. on. So I am just Thank wanting to lay hands on whosoever will. If you feel you just need a power boost Praise of the Holy Spirit, then Praise I'm willing to do that. You, but you can just apprehend heaven right now. You yes. don't need me to touch you. Yes. You don't need me to lay hands on you. You know, just reach up and say, God, I'm a candidate. Let's just cry out to him. Father, I say release the spirit of the war horse in this room right now. Father, gather in the mighty ones that you have marked, that you have called. Father, train them up for a new level of warfare to be released. New level. And Father, I say to them, take them into heavenly realms of strategy that bypasses their mind and then releases spiritual power. Holy Ghost, I ask you to come and blast them with new breath, new breath, new empowerment, new glory, new joy. Break the shackles of mindsets. Break the shackles of restraint in Jesus' name. Let the fire of God Oh God, let even your fire burn in their bones. Woo, Jesus, come. Come. Fire of God. Fire of God. Lord, let them be quickened in the inner man. Let them hear when your finger snaps and says, kick into battle. Get into the emergency. Kick into battle. Get into the emergency. 
I break every restraint right now in Jesus' name. I break every faulty mindset in Jesus' name. Ho! Release your glory, Jesus. Woo! Release your glory. Now I just say quiet your souls for a minute and just receive. Just receive the gentleness of the Lord. He's going deep. He's going right into the spirit. It bypasses your mind. Ooh, Lord, I say new breath. <laughs> new breath. Lord, we command every affliction to leave. Every affliction. And the health of God. The health of God to come. Thank you, Lord. Where we've been malnourished, Father, we, we feed on heavenly things hereafter. We feed on the truth of God, that you are the Lord of the battle. Who, Father, we call forth the heavenly host, Michael and his archangels, and his angels assigned for battle to be assigned to us, to help us in our assignments, Lord. Hallelujah. Ooh, we just receive this spiritual strength by faith, and he's doing it. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.